the gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We are here to talk about this past week in the WWE, which means we're maybe going to talk about Raw? Nope. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We're not going to talk about 205 Live. Nothing happened Hater. on the show. We are going to talk about NXT, though. And of course, I think we're about two weeks away from Money in the Bank and TakeOver Chicago. A week and a half. Something like that. It's like, also, mm-hmm. I don't know, nine days until uh, TakeOver Chicago? Maybe that's for the podcast version? That's for sure. the podcast version. Sure, let's go with that. Anyway, I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Joined as always by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's that cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozone online and mixer.com slash the ozone. Check us out there. We are monitoring our chats and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments and we'll get to them as we deem fit. Owen. Hey, John. Also, there's rice everywhere. I hate this. You, I, before the show, you just decided to throw your dinner on the floor and I don't know why. Yeah, that that's exactly what happened. It wasn't that it slid off of my plate. Nope, not at all. Also, I wanted to point out that uh, after last week's podcast, not only am I monitoring the chat over on Twitch, our good friend Core has taken up the mantle to vet the questions for us. All right, then. So, if you send your questions, you send them to Core in the chat on Twitch, and he will get them to me. So we don't get a bunch of trolls asking stupid, stupid questions. Or we get a bunch of trolls asking stupid, stupid questions, because fuck it, who cares? I mean, Core's uh, a troll, so it's, it's possible. That's my motto in the Mixer chat. Fuck it, who cares? I like it. So, John. It's possible. Yes, Owen. I, I heard myself. You sure did. That's cool. Anyway. I, it, was, it was perfect, that line of, it's possible. So, did you hear what happened? Everything hap- is possible. Did you hear what happened yesterday? Or Tuesday for people listening to the podcast version? America continues to be a fuck? Yes, exactly. Because uh, the uh, WWE Hall of Famer, Donald Trump, decided to disinvite the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the Super Bowl champions, from coming to the White House. But hey, it was all worth it for his stunning and brave rendition of God Bless America. God bl- America, because he doesn't know all the words. It was more like America, because he doesn't know anything. True. Doesn't even know to he, he. The highlight was just him yelling "America" randomly. Yeah, that happened. Fun fact: He was trying to say that the uh, the Eagles abandoned their fans, and that all the fans instead went to his rally on the White House lawn, and... A lot of fans in suits there. Yeah, a a Philadelphia news reporter asked six people that were in the crowd who was the starting quarterback for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. None of them knew. Welp. So, yep. And then also our mayor says, that guy doesn't know anything... Why are you basing a report off of uh, Sanders talking to the press? Because she constantly lies, so who cares what she has to say? 
And uh, essentially, fuck it all, Philadelphia's the best city in the world. That that's that's what the mayor said. Heel turn. We cover wrestling, and we know politics. I mean, I'm just all I'm doing, John, is talking about WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. Oh, I'm aware. I'm 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 aware. I'm, and again, as I have said time and again, our proclivity for covering wrestling and our knowledge base on that makes us the most knowledgeable political commentators in our new dystopia that we live in. Also, that's the title you have to give him instead of that other title that he thinks he has. You have to call him WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. Make America WWE again. That's not a good thing. Have you been watching Raw? Yeah, I mean, that's... It's... An accurate reflection of the country we live in. It's it's great. My uh, my friends do recap podcasts for both Raw and SmackDown, and the title of this week's Raw one was just called "This Was a Bad Show." That was the title of the episode. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I know. We'll, we'll get, get to that. We Owen. will get to that. But uh, have you been playing any video games? Burnout. Yes. Uh, a little less so, actually. I've been playing. Uh. What have I been playing? I mean, honestly, mostly I've just been like hanging out, watching. I've been playing a lot of fucking Sega Dreamcast. What am I fucking talking about? Uh, I was hanging out with a friend who a Dreamcast really wanted to see Space Channel Five on Saturday, and since then I've just been kind of going. Was I spent Sunday just going through a whole bunch of Dreamcast games, and then I realized, oh, hey, right, I deleted my save file for Sonic Adventure Two, like. Back in 2001, 2002, when I sold my Dreamcast copy because I got the GameCube version. Now yeah. I have another Dreamcast copy because I want to have, like, every Dreamcast game I care about that I can get. And I don't have a save file. So and now I'm just playing through Sonic Adventure 2 again. So the games you have are the Sonic Adventures, Sonic Shuffle, and um, Power Stone, right? Do you want me to do a full rundown of my no. games? No, because I assure you, have, it's a very long list. I don't need a long list. Let me tell you about my unopened copy, still sealed, although it's actually falling apart, so I might as well just open and play it, of Wet Tricks. Oh, I, I have the N64 version of Wet Tricks. Wet Tricks is great. I also have a still sealed copy in very good condition of Kiss Psycho Circus, The Nightmare Child. Okay, I was just joking, John. There's only one Dreamcast game that matters, and you know what that game is? I got is? it for $4. What's that, Owen? Pen Pen Troy Salon. I, I can't even make a joke about that. I played a lot of that game. I fucking It's, it's not a joke, John. Pen Pen Troy Salon is a legitimately great game. That intro is incredible. No. That intro is great. I, I will not argue with that. That intro is great. There's some pretty decent music in it. Yeah. That game is fucking terrible. Yeah, I know. That's why I love it. It's so terrible. And I played a lot of that game. Of course you did. Also, also Owen, what? I don't own a copy of Pen Pen Tri Isolon. You fucked up. Go get one. Hmm. Go go get one. Uh. And then you play the intro, and then you turn it off. No, or because you need to unlock the... The, the secret character who they show in the intro and the the announcer says what 
Okay, now you need to do that, uh, capture it, and put it on YouTube in high quality, because all the versions on YouTube right now are garbage. Again, I do not own a copy. Yet. But I can tell you all about Records of Lodos War for the Sega Dreamcast. Owen. John. I own a copy of Record of Lodos War for Sega Dreamcast, and I've never played it. Okay, don't don't play it. Don't play it, especially right oh, now. Man. We're doing a we're doing a podcast. Play it after the podcast. Well, it is in the other room, so there you go. Hey, John, you know what game I've been playing? Is it? Does it come on a GD ROM? No, I don't care. It's a digital game. It's on my Nintendo Switch. It is Pokemon Quest. Oh, yes, the weird Minecraft square creatures one. Yeah, it's real good. I've gotten much deeper into it, and I'm really enjoying it. Because I started to figure out how the strategies work. Like, you need to so build a balance are the strategies? Team. Well, my current team is I have a uh, an Alakazam and a Pidgeot that hang in the back and use ranged attacks. And then I have a golem with, like, stupid high HP, just tank all the damage. And also, I gave him a stone that so when he uses Harden to raise his defense, it also raises everyone's defense. So I'm just plowing through people with my giant tank. But you don't control when he does the moves, right? You no, know, you, you control when they use the powers. Oh. They just move and do their normal attacks on their own. But you could choose their special attacks... And, uh, you know, tell them when to run out of range of other attacks. Oh, okay. Hmm? Huh. That's still a strange thing. It's but... a free game. You should go just try it. See if you like it. Later this month, it'll be on phones. But right now, it's on the Switch. I already have a free game that I'm spending a lot of time in. Clash Royale! Fuck no. Oh, come on. It's still Retro Highway, although I guess it's not a free game anymore because I bought I bought the two dollar get rid of ads thing. Nice. I I bought the thirty dollars thing for Pokemon Quest because I'm like this is a real video game. What is the thirty dollar thing? You get three more cooking pots to attract Pokemon, so you're not just dealing with one every uh, how many expeditions you go on. It gives cooking a poke in the crockpot pot. Yes. Um, it gives you special Pokemon with, like, unique moves. Like, I got a Snorlax out of Lapras out of that. Um, it raises how many, uh, how many of the tokens, which is the premium currency, you get each day from getting 50 a day for free to 190 a day for free. It just gave me straight up 300 on the spot. It gave me a bunch of decorations to raise different attributes from drops and all that. It's pretty much just a little booster to, you know, give you a little less of a grind as you play the game, because the game, at the point that I'm at, is very grindy, but with these extra things that I paid for, it's, like, much more bearable. Owen, would you say your Lapras is bad and bougie? In fact, John, I have two of them. Would you say that they're Migos? Oh, hell yeah. 
It's the worst. Me. We stop, stop this. End this. Let's talk about wrestling. Fuck me. All right. <laughs> My God. All right. We're gonna we're gonna hit the jingle. We're gonna get into the wrestling news. Please do. Skip it about the bow wrestle song. Hey, John. What's up, Owen? I want you to read the first news story on our on our list here. Oh, you mean this news story that I added to the notes here? Mm-hmm. What's it say? Uh, I believe it says, and I quote, Get fucked, Dr. Amon! That's right. The, uh, the three-year court case with CM Punk and Kolkabana against uh, Christopher Amon, the WWE uh, physician, doctor, whatever, is over. And guess what, John? It is own. I I don't have to guess because I know exactly what happened. Jury found in favor of CM Punk and Colt Cabana for every single thing. Not just that, John. But when you get right down to it, no one has to pay anyone anything. So it's pretty much Mario Party Party. Nobody. Yeah. N- nobody wins. Especially not CM Punk, who spent a whole bunch of money on legal fees. And Kolkabana much more so, because he's an indie wrestler. CM Punk at least had money stored away from WWE. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Nobody wins. Nobody wins at all. You know what CM Punk, Punk loses? Dr. Mon kind of wins, though, because fucking, let's be honest, like... WWE was probably still paying for a lot of these legal fees as a fuck you to CM Punk. Of course they were. But CM Punk really loses, you know why? Because he still has to have his fucking UFC fight? He sure does! And he's supposed to be cutting weight and shit, and instead he was spending time in the courtroom. Yep. You gonna watch that UFC fight? I might. Depends on what's going on uh, that night, honestly. I'll watch the gif of it, because it'll be such a short match. I'm just sad that Vine doesn't exist anymore, because so, I can't watch it there. John, there's ways. I'm not going to talk about them on a podcast, but trust me. There's like cer- there's like a certain like streaming app that Twitter made that people like to point the TV. I have seen this, and I think I might have watched the... The last fight on there. You mean the Brock Lesnar one? Although maybe it was Insta. That that's no. That. I mean the CM Punk one. Oh, I just watched the uh, the GIF of it because it was such a. No, short I fight. watched I watched the CM Punk one on on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, illicit material. John Core uh, in the chat wants to know what this court case was about. Well, Core in the chat. In case you don't remember, uh, back in around November 2014, uh, CM Punk went on Colcabana's The Art of Wrestling podcast and discussed, um, he, he basically went on to set the record straight about why he left WWE in, after the Royal Rumble in 2014 and talked about everything that had happened to him and his experiences there, uh, and issues he had with very, many, very, many various people. Jesus Christ, that was hard to say. Words, John's podcast. I know, right? <laughs> Point is, CM Punk talked a lot about things that happened, including things uh, with Dr. Amon, and 
talked a whole lot of shit about him and basically blamed Dr. Mon for misdiagnosing a staph infection that almost killed him and talked a lot about a lump that he had. Uh, Dr. Mon sued him for defamation Mm -hmm. over various things, including like, you know, ruining his reputation and saying, you know, they saying they should have been fired from malpractice or whatever. Um, And the lump, which apparently, uh, upon a second opinion, was actually not a staph infection. It was something else entirely, and and Dr. Mon might not have gotten that one necessarily wrong. Uh, But, you know, a lot of it, what came down to is, you know, as CM Punk said uh, at the trial, because he was forced to take the stand last week, um, he basically, what he said was... it was what he, what his understanding was at the time, and he believed it to be true. And that what he was when he recorded that, what he was saying was the truth as he knew it to be. Mm-hmm. So some other- he also discussed uh, things that happened to him, like say for example, uh, why he seemed so out of it and fucked up at the Royal Rumble that year. Yeah, so I was going to get into that. Some things we learned from this court case is that. Uh, he got a concussion early in the, that Royal Rumble, and yep. they told him to get eliminated, and he said no. And that's not really what they said, though. Yeah, but he was supposed to get eliminated, but he didn't. What it's did, true. What, he did did. You, what did what did you hmm? hear? What did you hear, John? I mean, the thing that he said at the trial was. After he got hit, he told one of the referees, just like, get Dr. Mon, I'm, I'm fucked up. Like, he knew that something was wrong. He knew he had, like, a concussion of some kind, or, like, some kind of head thing. Like, he he just got one of the, ref- the referees to get Dr. Mon. Dr. Mon comes out, uh, CM Punk tells him what's going on, and Dr. Mon says to him, what do you want me to do? And... CM Punk says that at the time he felt that that re- he felt that that response of you know what do you want me to do was a dismissive response and he felt helpless and felt like he had to just keep going. Well, the back said to get him out of the match, so there was a miscommunication there. However, the part about Kane hitting them, you know, at the end of the match. I believe what what was it the steps or was it the announce table? It was the announce table. And on the announce table, it probably shouldn't have happened to a guy who was concussed. Yeah. So that's a bummer. But also, John, we we found out that uh, the CM and CM Punk stands for Chick Magnet. I everyone. Why are day. people? T- yeah. Why are people talking like this is a thing that we didn't know before? Because Punk like to. Fuck with people and save his other things, but he was yeah, but Earth, so. also said straight up in the WWE produced documentary that they did about him that he was got his start in a tag team called the Chick Magnets, and he was CM Punk, Chick Magnet Punk. Yeah, it's. I'm just I'm just pointing out what people were talking about. I know I'm just pointing out that people are stupid. Well, yeah, of course. But. Filter. But the best part about this case, though, John, is that because of this decision, it makes our job a whole lot easier. Because if Cabana and Punk were found guilty for doing this on their podcast, then all podcasts would be 
open for libel. Mm-hmm. Which means that we'd have to, like, step on eggshells whenever we talk about wrestlers, because they're all giant babies, and we'll come after you about anything. Like, remember, WWE went after us on Facebook for putting out a hot take that they have a bad product. So this is a victory for uh, podcasting and for uh, you know everyone who is a fan of wrestling, really. And for Huzzah! So yay! Hooray for us! We won! Speaking of bullying, though, Owen... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Core wants to point out that he just thinks it's funny that it had to go on the record and was brought up in the court case under oath that he had to say what it was. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I have more news if you'd like to hear it, John. As I said, speaking of bullies. I don't know that. Well, that transition is in there, but... uh, Because we're going to talk about the ultimate bully, Vince McMahon, and his shitty fucking America Football League for Trump people. Oh, oh, you mean the NFL? I wish I meant the NFL. Because, you know, the NFL's bullying people by putting that rule in that you can't kneel during the anthem. Oh, I'm aware, but guess who else has that rule? Uh, Oh, the XFL. Also the NBA. But yeah, the XFL. Wait, what? The NBA? Was that an issue? It's been an issue. Well, fuck me, I guess. But yeah, the XFL... That's why in the NBA, the way they get around it is they... They wear shirts with their causes on them. That's cool. You know, they'll have, like, fucking, uh, why LeBron was wearing the hands up, don't shoot shirt for a while. Because, yeah, no, they, they have similarly, like, no, you can't fucking do this. Yeah. Also, you know what the a fun fact is before we get into the XFL talk? You know how Trump's uh, disinvited the Eagles and everything about the whole anthem situation? Yeah, huh. Did you know that during the regular season and the entire postseason, not a single eagle took a knee during the anthem or stayed in the locker room. Yeah. I'm yet, aware. Yet he's still trying to make us scapegoats. Yeah, because it's not about any one thing. It's about... It's about Trump. Yep. But speaking of being all about... It's like that... Fu- Sorry, it's. I have one more thing to say. Oh, it's boy. like that fucking Leslie Stahl quote that's been going around. Like, of apparently she called him out on why do you fucking call out the media, and he just like fucking completely gave up the ghost story. And was just like, because I could fucking get away with it, and it makes people hate you, and they believe me and not you, and fuck you. I mean, and true. I don't actually believe that this happened for a second, but it's what he's fucking doing. Let's be fucking honest. Yeah, I believe it. It's what these people are fucking doing. But speaking of uh, Trump and football, the, the XFL named Oliver Luck the commissioner and the CEO. Hooray! He's the dad of Andrew Luck of the Indianapolis Colts. Hooray! He, he's their he's the quarterback that's supposed to be the next Peyton Manning for them, but he actually sucks and gets injured, so. <laughs> football. So, so when he's done, you know, shitting the bed in, in Indianapolis, he'll come on over to the XFL or something. I don't know. Oh, don't be ridiculous. The XFL won't be around that long. Will the XFL ever be around? Do you think they'll actually be around in 2020? No, no, I don't. No, I'm either. 
Because the world's not going to be here. No, it isn't. There's just going to be a whole crater in the ground. It's going to be great. At least the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, hey, John. Yeah. Speaking of apocalyptic events, uh, the trailer for the Bumblebee movie came out this week, along with the trailers for like literally every other movie. Well, isn't that exciting? It's. I'm, I'm mentioning it because John Cena's in the movie. So who does John Cena play? Does he play the Bumblebee? No, he does not play the Bumblebee. That would have been a much better movie, I think. Does he mm -hmm. play the John Cena? Kinda? Is it just John Cena teams up with Bumblebee? No. That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be that. Begin to do crimes. I thought he was going to be the Mark Wahlberg of this, but he was not. Oh, man. He was like a cop. He was like a military man. I think he's fighting the Bumblebee. So he's the Mark Wahlberg of this. No, no. Mark Wahlberg was the good guy who teamed up with the the robots. Oh, he's a villain. I think John Cena's a villain. John Cena's finally turning heel. I don't. Uh, the The trailer was very unclear. It was a teaser, but I saw him with a gun and like a SWAT outfit. So I assume because he's dressed up like an officer, he must be the villain. Come on, man. He's the Marine. He uh, he might have been a Marine. I don't know. Point is, this movie's about this He's girl... He's the Marine. Shut up. This, this Fuck the Miz. Shut up! This movie's about this girl hanging out with the Bumblebee, and I don't think this movie's gonna be good. Owen, I'm sure that no matter what you say, it will be as good as all of the other Transformers How dare movies. you? The other ones, except for two, were dumb and fun. No, they're not. This one doesn't look like it's going to be fun. It looks like it's taking it too seriously. They're going, oh, it's the Iron Giant all over again. And no, we don't need that. I I hate the shit out of the Transformer movies. I love how stupid they've gotten. I'm sure I've explained to you what happens in the latest movie. No, you haven't. John, there's a scene taking place in Stonehenge. We're the we're the Decepticons. We're the demons, all, well, yeah, we're, we're the Decepticons. Are all like gathering, talking with Megatron, and out like out from behind one of the rocks, Anthony Hopkins shows up with a cane, turns like flip hits a button on it, turns into a machine gun, and he tries to shoot the robots, and they go fuck you and just blow them up. I mean, trying to shoot a Transformer with a gun is a pretty bad idea. Like, you probably should have had a, a alternative to that, Anthony Hopkins. I know, it's so good! I bet good. he's not dead, though. It's so good! There's no way he's dead, though. Oh, he totally got blown up. No, I, I'm pretty sure his character's dead. It's Anthony Hopkins, he's immortal. It's true. I mean, he died in... The spoilers, he died in Ragnarok. The Thor movie. He played Odin. The, o- the Odin man died. Also, he just died in Ragnarok. I, he died because he's a liter- he's a literal Norse god. It's true. Yeah. Uh, here's a question from Core: Can John Cena ever turn heel in a movie? Is that covered in his WWE freelancer contract? Oh. Uh... And and I got another bad Core question here. 
Or a comment, I should say. He says Anthony Hopkins makes up for it in Westworld. It's true. He he does he deals with the robots better in that than he does in Transformers. Okay, fair. Though he's really good in that Transformers movie. You should watch it. It's about Excalibur and it's really stupid. Maybe. Or I could just watch Crank Eye Vultures again and be like, man, this is way more problematic than I remember. That's fair. But yeah, this Bumblebee movie is not going to be so good. Crank Eye Vultures is the best movie ever. Did you see any of the other trailers that came out uh, this week? No. There's a Wreck-It Ralph trailer. That looks good. They didn't ask me to be part of this one, so... I will see that. I don't need to see another trailer for that film. I will see that film. They also put out a a Spider-Man trailer. I heard people freaking out about this Spider-Man trailer. It's good. It's it's animated. It stars uh, Miles Morales. You know, the the African-American kid. And while being taught by, like, an adult Peter Parker. I thought he's Hispanic. Whatever. No, he's, he's... He's 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 a black kid, and oh. he's got a cop for a dad, and it's cool. It looks great. Oh god damn it, a cab, bro. <laughs> oh boy, he'll turn. But yeah, that movie looks good. Um, I have one more news. I hear. I actually, I hear a lot of good things about the the Miles Morales stuff. And if I if I wasn't still kind of pissed off at Spider Man comics for the fucking Spider Island storyline that I bought a whole lot of fucking issues of, and boy, was it bad. I'd, I'd actually give it a shot. You should watch the trailer. It's about it's it's based on the comic storyline about all the different Spider-Man you know alternate universes all teaming up. Is it just is it me Owen or is it kind of weird how much they're making a fucking push for Spider-Man as of late? I mean, it's the thing that Sony has, and they want money. Like they got the animated thing. They're they're doing the the homecoming sequel. Well, that, that's well, you know, and obviously Disney. Marvel's involved in that. But it's Disney, so yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's Marvel's doing it, but like Sony gets their fucking cut. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that that's only happening because Marvel is making the pay for it. Still, but like you know, they're they're doing that. Like Sony's got the animated thing. They got the the PS4 game that's like an exclusive for some weird reason because Sony and. The Spider-Man license, yeah. They used to have it. Like, Activision had it forever. Yeah, and then Activision fucked up with the Marvel game. They said, no more. Stop doing it. I think it was more Activision didn't want to pay for it anymore, but, you know. So, you know, half of one, half dozen of the other, whatever. Uh, yeah, the Venom movie's also coming out. That movie looks god-awful. I wanted to make a comment defending that movie, but, eh, yeah. Did you see the trailer? I I saw the new one where they actually show Venom in it. Yeah, but also Venom... And I was like, eh, this could be okay. I mean, looks like most of the movie is Tom Hardy running around, and also some, like, black goop comes out of him, because we can't hide his face. Look, man, let me throw this out there. Tom Hardy running around... Is pretty fucking cool. You know what really, would be really fucking cool? What? A Mad Max Fury Road sequel. Yeah, well, you but know. That's never gonna happen, I know. It would be cool if they stuck, stopped fucking with George Miller, but... 
Yeah, there you go. George Miller should have won Best Director that year, is all I'm saying. Mad Max Fury Road should have won all the Oscars it was nominated for. It won most of them, so I'm fine. It didn't win Best Picture. I know it didn't. I'm still upset about it. As someone who follows the Oscars very closely. But, John, we need to it get to the... It didn't win Best Picture. I know, John. But can I get to the last news story so we can get out of this section? I mean, we can just keep talking about other random shit. I'm down with that. Fuck no, this wrestling thing. No, we could, we could do that at another time. This is a wrestling podcast. We gotta talk about Shawn Michaels. He's Did in we? the news. He says, I'm gonna be Venom now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. News. I feel like Tom Hardy is a much sexier boy now. I mean, he, but is he your boy toy? I mean, I wish, but... But uh, outside of wanting to be a Marvel supervillain, uh, Shawn Michaels was talking to Sky Sports this week and was like, yeah, remember the part where I said I'm retired? Maybe I'd wrestle another match. To which you To do- which I say, sure you will. To which one, I say no, you should not do that. And number two, you can hear uh, AJ Styles out in the distance yelling, well, what the fuck? Where were you a year ago? Because he had to fight the Shane McMahon because John Michaels wouldn't fight him. Hmm. Do you, th- do you think that, that would be the match? Do you think it would be Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles? No. Who do you think his one match would be? Brian. Yeah, okay, I can see that. It's the man who fucking trained him. Damn, Brian can be all like, still got that beef over the authority shit. That's true. That, that could be the. Th- Remember, okay. he got he super got super kicked in the fucking face by Shawn Michaels. Well, got super kicked in like three feet in front of his face. But then that Photoshop they made, where they made his leg freakishly long, that was pretty good. <laughs> that oh shit, I forgot about that. That's that's pretty good. This is really good. See, I can see. We should make we should make that the image for the podcast this week. We we don't do images for the podcast. I know, but we should do it this week anyway. You should just post it on our Twitter at the heel turn. Let's see if I can find it. We do have access? But yeah, that's uh, that'd be interesting. I could see either Brian or Styles being his last match, even though he should just you know stay retired because he's an old man. Whatever. And also, I don't think this is actually going to happen. Oh, it's not. It's totally not. But that's it for the news, unless you got anything else. Here's my news. I typed in Shawn Michaels' freakishly long leg into Google. And then you got the you got the poster for Ready Player One. I, w- I wish, but... Have, have you seen that poster? Yes, I have. It is very good. <laughs> have you seen... The novelization, the 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 book cover they made for the poster. For Ready Player One. Yes. W- what did they do? They made the leg even longer. <laughs> oh, fucking perfect. Oh. I found I found the image. It's it's and I also found the image of Shawn Michaels as the freakishly long leg. It's so good. Posted, it was just the fifth image. It was the sixth image in. Fantastic. But John. 
we need to stop talking about freakishly long legs and talk about freakishly long shows. Monday Night Raw. Owen. Hmm. Fuck, bro! I didn't watch that shit. I don't think anyone did. Unless they were, like, forced to, and... To be fair, John, I make you, like, suffer a lot, but... After hearing people tell me about this episode of Raw, I... I'm not even gonna be mad at you about not watching it. You you should not watch it. It's It was bad. I have decided. So, first of all, you know, again, the reason I, I did not watch it is because... Yo, I'm still really fucking pissed about that homophobe, that transphobic shit they did fucking two weeks ago. Fuck that Sami Zayn shit. From what I heard, they did more of that shit. Not as bad, but like, now they have fucking him apparently, Sami Zayn apparently claiming that he didn't serve in the military? Oh, yeah. What? I, I don't know. Why is this happening? Why does this show persist? Uh, because a uh, billion dollars. So, here's what I will tell you, fair audience. I pledge I will be watching Money in the Bank. Uh-huh. I will absolutely 100% be watching Money in the Bank. John, you also, you have to watch the Go Home episode of Raw next week. I do not intend on doing that. You... You you need to, John. It's the go-home show. You need to do it. At least watch some of it. Go-home Raws are almost always terrible. I know. All right. And useless. Hear me out, John. And they've already booked everything on this fucking pay-per-view. Hear me out, John. Watch the Hulu cut. And waste an hour and a half of my life. Yes. Do it for the podcast. So they don't have to. Hey, John? I'm not convinced. Alright, well, John, before we move away from Raw, because this is literally our Raw section, uh, I'm going to play you a clip. That uh, my friends over at Post Wrestling compiled about uh, this episode of Raw. It sums it up. You want to? Is hear it, it about the Constable of Raw? No, it's not about the Constable of Raw. Which is the thing they're doing now for fuck knows what reason? Because Baron Corbin needs to do something, and Constable Corbin it sounds really funny. Does he need to do something? Oh, by the also, way, also you can tell that const- the Constable thing came from one fucking person because who the fuck would say that in 20 fucking 18 it was me John I said it I said I said Corbin and DM and said you are now the constable congratulations you never told me that you're a 72 year old billionaire who sleeps four hours a day and is also fucking insane and sexually harasses people in a tanning salon uh, I don't know how you couldn't tell allegedly allegedly I, thank you but I I didn't know you couldn't tell. Oh, by the way, Cora in the chat says... Well, I mean, just like Vince McMahon, you don't pay me, so... I'm working I on I guess it. that makes sense. John, I'm working on it. Maybe if you actually wrote for the website, I could pay you. But, John... Harsh but fair. Uh, Cora in the chat just says... Just like my treatment of Raw. 
Core is going to save you. He is going to go watch the uh, Go Home episode of Raw. And is going to give us a one-word review from the future. You ready for it? I'm in. His, his future review. Crap. I would have never guessed. But here, let me play that clip I was talking about our friends at Post Wrestling combi- uh, Compiled that sums up this episode. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Oh, Mr. Harden, look out! End of days! <laughs> Due to outside interference, the winner of this match via disqualification is James Harden. So Harden's is losing streak is uh, now at 200 straight. Hey, ladies. Quite a performance tonight. Thanks, Kurt. Don't thank me yet. Listen, Bailey, because you weren't officially in the match, the Riot Squad is the winner by disqualification. Seriously? Finn Balor hung up in the ropes in the relentless attack here by Kevin Owens that will serve him well at Money in the Bank. Better be careful. Oh, wait a minute. The referee's going to throw this out. He's going to disqualify Owens. Remember, that Kevin Here's Owens made a mistake. By disqualification. Finn Balor! Owens, uh, he let the emotions get the best of him here tonight in this matchup. Remember, in two weeks, there are no disqualifications. That's not the case here tonight. Really? It's not the case there tonight? That, that there's disqualifications? Couldn't tell. It's a lot of disqualifications. John, there were seven matches on Raw. Three of them ended by disqualification. I heard about, by the way, what happened in the other women's match on the show. Oh, the, how both matches involved a fake leg injury? Yeah, and also, more more specifically, I mean, well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess Natalia was fake, but also it's storyline real, so come on. Uh, mm-hmm. But how Nia seems like she's being a face again? So I... Got some reports from uh, some people that are closer to the situation, and they told me that apparently last week, Nia was supposed to be a babyface, but she went a little too far and made it seem heelish, so they were focusing uh, on course correcting this week by making her seem super babyface-y. Huh. So it's supposed to be a babyface versus babyface match. They just have done a poor job previously doing that. Because remember, you were complaining the other week about how they built up this whole thing about her, you know, the you know anti-bully thing, and then all of a sudden she's being a bully. And a yeah, it was shit awful. Well, they're trying to fix that because that was not what they were supposed to be doing. It's it's a mess. WWE. It's a mess. Yep. So, uh, do you have anything else about the Monday Night Raw? Fuck this show. Unless Money in the Bank is very good. And then I'll reconsider. Well, you you do need to at least watch some of it next week. No. I actually don't. www.youtube.com slash WWE. They'll have the clips that you need. It's fine. Hey, John. Yes, Owen. You want to hear about a good wrestling show? It's not time to talk about NXT, though. No, we're talking about SmackDown. 
SmackDown happened this week, and I enjoyed it. Are you shocked? No. All right. Well, let me let me tell you about SmackDown. So I, I guess you didn't watch Raw, so you didn't see the advertisements for SmackDown where they said that Carmella was going to unmask Asuka. I know nothing about SmackDown this week. Perfect. Well, um, what do you think that segment would entail? Do you think it would be super racist against Asian people? I'd like to hope not. Do you think it would involve people in drag? I'd like to hope not, but it is WWE, so anything's possible. But it's not Raw. On SmackDown, they actually handled things semi-well. Yeah, I, I was just about to say, you better qualify that statement. Don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm covered. Uh, so yeah, Carmella comes out and says, here's the Oscar that you all thought you knew. And then cut to a video package of Oscars on the Fiend Streak just murdering everybody in NXT and the main roster. And then she says, well, you know, this is Asuka's true nature. And she shows a video package of her losing at WrestleMania and then losing her first match on SmackDown in that tag match against the Iconics. And points out that Asuka has lost her touch. She's no longer the undefeated Asuka. She's the defeated Asuka. And she's not afraid of her because she's not, you know, this big, unstoppable monster anymore. That was the unmasking, is that she's actually very vulnerable. So it wasn't offensive. It was just saying, hey, I can beat her because she's lost matches now. She's not invincible. Eh. Then Asuka came out and did her cool entrance. But then was immediately interrupted by Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Because if you remember last week, Asuka fought Mandy and Sonya attacked her and led to a, an oddly competitive match. And Mandy pointed that out and said, I almost beat you last week, motherfucker, and I could do it again. Tonight. And Sonya's like, well, actually, no. You actually like left just enough of her for me to pick up the pieces tonight. I'm going to fight her. And Carmella is like, well, if you were the undefeated Asuka, you would fight them both because you beat everybody. And Asuka said, I'll fight both of you. And that's what she did. How, how do you think it went? I mean, it's a handicap match, so the two people should beat the one person. Unless, but it's a WWE handicap match where it's a babyface against two heels, so clearly the babyface is going to win. Also, it's Asuka. She's still like a crazy monster. Also, it's Asuka, yes. But the the star of the show was Carmella on commentary. Because at one point, Corey Graves asked uh, Carmella if she could use her power to uh, ban Byron Saxon from asking any more questions. And then this happened. By the way, this is a long clip, so buckle in. Okay, Car- Carmella, let's talk about Back. your strategy. How, how are you going to prepare? I'm sorry, to- do you guys hear? I feel like I no. hear something, but it's, I don't. It's like feedback. Like, 
Okay. Oh, no, let's talk about your strategy for okay. Oscar okay, at Money sure. in the let's Bank. Okay, let's talk about it. Are you kidding me right now? Basically, I don't need to tell anybody my strategy because nobody is ready for my luck. That was it. Good enough for me. And all I know is I beat Charlotte Flair twice. Did you guys know I beat Charlotte Flair twice? How many times? Two times. Oh, man. <laughs> Philip, did you know that? I didn't know that. Man Everyone here knows. Tom knows. Corey knows. That's all that matters. Uh-huh. Right now, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, they've done a great job of keeping Asuka in their corner. Handicap match Gosh, here. This is embarrassing. God, poor Asuka. Look at her. Okay, Carmella, are you not the least bit concerned about what Asuka is capable Wait, of doing? Your look okay? It looks fantastic. Oh, you look incredible. Are you a little bit concerned at all about Asuka and which she poses? To your championship? I'm not concerned about Oscar in the slightest. I beat Charlotte Flair twice, and Charlotte Flair ended Oscar's streak. I can't believe Hello. it. That's basic math. But that's basic math. It's like couple. elementary. No. It's, it's really basic Unbelievable. Math. And taken down to the canvas, there goes Asuka. Mandy Rose into a cover to put away Asuka in a kick out. Can I ask you a question, Carmella? Okay. Uh, are you champ? Can I ask you a question? Good yes, absolutely. What are you going to do after you beat Asuka at Money in the Bank? Oh, I'm going to have a celebration. <laughs> it's going to be great. Sure, you can come. Tom, you can come too, I guess. Great right? softball. So good. It's pretty good. But Byron was so upset because every time he got cut off. And, and Corey just asked the same question he was going to ask. It was so good. Corey's good at his job. Byron's really good at his job too. As, as playing the fall man. He's very good at it. Like, it's better than the commentary uh, dynamic that you have on Raw. Which, uh, by the way, I heard David Otunga was on commentary this week on Raw. Great. And I'm I heard so upset I missed that. He's better than Coachman. Is he, though? Yeah. I'd say so. I feel like it's like comparing would you rather have syphilis or gonorrhea? I, I like Otunga. You leave him alone. Anyway, back to the match. I know you're all about the power, Owen. Oh, I'm only about one power. It's people power. Thank you. Gross. Total Bellows on E-Network. Fucking gross. So, uh, yeah, back to the match, uh, the star of this match, outside the commentary, was Sonya Deville. Because she went blow for blow with Asuka, and it was rad. These, cool. these two put on a hell of a match. Mandy Rose kind of just got fell to the wayside. Like, so Mandy Rose. Yeah. No, no, she's, she's getting better. She's much better on the mic nowadays. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by that. But, uh, yeah, Sonya hit like a crazy looking spear. There was one spot where... Uh, Asuka and Sonya both kicked each other in the side of the head at the same time and knocked each other out. That was sick. It was a good match. And it ended with Asuka putting uh, Sonya in the uh, Asuka lock for the submission. And then after the match, Mandy came back and helped Carmella lay her out to uh, set up their match. It was good. It was a good segment. We had a good match. Carmella was funny on commentary. They continued the feud without Carmella having to wrestle. I just wish the match they were building to was going to be good, but the build's fine. I'm sure the match will be decent enough. 
I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Uh, do you like The Miz? Yes. Uh, well, The Miz was in the locker room, and you know what he was doing? No. He was practicing Miz Jitsu. Go on. And all of a sudden, while he was doing his like stances and stuff, he ran into Mr. Bootiesworth. Remember him? No. He's the guy with the New Day who wears the tuxedo t-shirt and carries around the pancakes. I didn't know this person existed. I, I, I'm sure. I, he was on a few weeks ago. Anyway, he's there with his monocle, and uh, the New Day showed up and said uh, they wanted to apologize for the, the Ms. TV segment and uh, give him a chance to reveal which member of the New Day is going to be in Money in the Bank. With Big E having a hat, Mr. Bootiesworth hat with a bunch of papers in it so he could draw it. And Big E then said to The Miz, he needs help with revealing his member. And The Miz was very upset at him saying it that way. But yeah, so, he, my head so, he, so he went into uh, the pool the name. And the New Day said, no, you can't cheat. You can't be looking. So we had to pull down that headband thing that he wears to cover his eyes. And the New Day swapped the hat. So that when the Miz put his hand in, it was covered in pancake batter. He was very mad. I would be too. There's just being dicks and fucking with him for no reason. Miz is an asshole. And New Day are like the Lokis of SmackDown. They just cause mischief. Miz is just hanging out doing his fucking cool fucking kung fu that he invented. It's true, but also their opponents like his kicks that he invented. I mean, that's you know that's just fact. Can't argue with that. But uh, no, is it the reason they're at, at odds? Is because the main event of SmackDown was a six man tag with the New Day. Against The Miz, Samoa Joe, and Rusev. So they were getting in his head. Was this announced before then? Yes. It was one of okay. the advertised matches. Oh, okay. So I, could, I could have seen this being like... The, the build for that match. Oh no, don't worry. They also had a Samoa Joe interview later on. And he was cool. Saying cool Samoa Joe things, but... Nothing really to recap on that. We had a match between Luke Harper and Carl Anderson. Well, not Luke Harper, just Harper. He doesn't. They don't have first names anymore. I forgot. My bad. He'll always be Luke Harper to me. True. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Also, why? Well, Carl Anderson was fighting Harper because remember they have the tag title shot at the at the Money in the Bank. I actually totally forgot this. Yeah. So commentary was bringing up how. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers have been undefeated, you know, since they've you know become the Bludgeon Brothers. And I looked at my stats. Oh man, there's no way that this is going to end well. I looked at my stat sheet, and it's actually true. They are undefeated in tag matches yeah. because Carl Anderson ended up rolling them up and pinning Harper. Welp. So the Good Brothers stole the win! Yay! Welp, indeed. It was kind of a nothing segment. It's fine. 
It, w- it was harmless. It was nothing like the Bludgeon Brothers. It's you know, I can't even argue that. How about a mixed tag match between Naomi and Jimmy Uso against Aiden English and Lana? They're doing this again? Well, they had the dance-off, remember? They had the dance contest last week, and then they set up the uh, this match, and you said, well, why isn't Rusev t- t- teaming up with his wife like Jimmy is? I did say this. That's why I, I thought it would happen last week already. Nope. They set it up for this week, and the, and the commentary did a good job explaining this as to why Rusev was not in the match or and why he wasn't at ringside. Because he was in the main event. He was in the six-man tag. Oh. For the, you know, Still. to help set up his Money in the Bank match. They can do two things. No, 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 they also said Lana personally told him to stay back and, you know, prepare for that match. Okay. So they exp- explained it, and I appreciated that. That's a good... All right, fair. Good detail. Also, let me tell you that this match was fun. The Usos, well, Naomi and Jimmy had shirts that said Texas since day one-ish, because they're from Texas. Cool shirt. Uh, but this match was, it was harmless. It was it was fun. I had a good time watching it. Lana is good at storytelling in the match, oddly enough. The only problem is, when it comes to the actual moves, eh, this still needs work. Aiden English was cool in the match. He took a took a good spot from Naomi. Because they actually sometimes let the women attack the men. And um, the good guys won. Yay for love. True. Love, love prevailed. If it was Rusev, they would have won. Then we got to probably the best segment of the show. Which, as soon as I started talking about... SmackDown, Corey in the chat, instantly quoted this segment. What if I told you there was a contract signing between Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles, with Paige presiding? Sure. How do you think this would go? I mean, I feel like knowing WWE is going to be a big dumb in-ring segment that's going to be really drawn out and stupid. What if I told you it wasn't in the ring? So it was backstage, but really drawn out and stupid? It wasn't drawn. It was backstage. It was pre-taped. And it was fantastic. They had good camera, like, angles. on, Like, they kept coming to the camera, like, whenever they talked. They had good zoom close-ups of Styles looking intimidating. Nakamura doing goofy faces, like, just not giving a shit. It was awesome. The segment went that, uh... AJ Styles was like getting all mad at Nakamura and saying, "I'm gonna, you know, kick your ass. And I'm gonna beat you for the t- and remain WWE champion," and signs the contract. And Nakamura's response was he yawned, and then he went to grab his pen and sign the contract. Except he said that his pen was out of ink, and. When Paige went to try to investigate it, he just like threw it across the room. And then he asked not uh, AJ Styles if he could borrow his pen, which AJ Styles is kind of like, eh, I guess so, I can do that. Nakamura gets the pen, looks at it, 
throws it and says, pen's broken. So this just... So is... Hmm? Is, is Nakamura just fucking Bugs Bunny now? What? Na- Nakamura's just fucking with AJ Styles because here's the thing, he's in his head and AJ Styles is very hot-headed. Because AJ Styles got up and, and started yelling and the suits had to hold him back. Which, by the way, one of the suits was Dean fucking Malenko. Yay, Dean! It was, that was a cool appearance. But yeah, started, like, he got up and started yelling and Nakamura. I was happy for Dean Malenko's yearly appearance. It's always a good time. But yeah, I just thought I was ranting and getting all mad. And Nakamura is just sitting there at the table with his hands on the table, just grinning. And I just thought I slaps him across the nose. Like, he did like one of those slaps where instead of like getting the cheek, he just freaking bopped him right in the, across the nose, and it looked real painful. Alright. And they... they they uh, escort him out of the room. Nakamura opens his suit jacket, pulls out a pen, signs the contract. <laughs> Fucking Nakamura. <laughs> he's just Bugs Bunny. No, he's just smart, and he knows that he can fuck with AJ Styles because he's all about being a weird Japanese man. I don't understand Nakamura's character. If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't understand what his motivations are. Aside he wants to be WWE just, champion. I'm gonna punch you in the balls. He doesn't. He, he stopped doing the punch in the balls. Now he's just. I want to be WWE champion. Also, AJ Styles is very easy to manipulate, so I'm just gonna keep fucking with him, and I'm gonna win the belt. I miss him punching people in the balls. I, I guess specifically AJ Styles. I bet you we get that during the match at Money in the Bank. They'll bring it back. Yeah, Nakamura is an amazing heel. I love it. Cora is in the uh, in the chat yelling about the pen being broken because it was he's so good his delivery on that line. It was fun. You sh- you should you should go back and watch that uh, contract signing. It's I you different. I actually do, I do want to watch it. It sounds pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, we got a match between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. No, it's okay. Two of the four horsewomen, John. No, that's okay. Like, they're friends, but also they're both in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And Paige last week saw them and said, Hey, PCB reunion, remember that stupid fucking team? By the way, you two should fight each other. I don't understand Paige's motivations. She's an asshole! But she doesn't do cool things like say, Paige here. She needs to say that. I'm waiting for it. It's going to happen when we least expect it. It'll be incredible. Fucking better. That's all I'm saying. I I did make a reference in the notes to Paige here up in the raw notes, if you saw. Yes, I did. I, I I didn't get it. But now that you explained it, I totally get it. Yep. You're welcome. If you want to see the notes, just go to... Patreon.com slash PWC, and for a dollar a month, you get the show notes for this podcast and all past and future episodes. As long as, long as you're still subscribed. Uh, so this and this match... Plug uh, here! <laughs> thank you, John. So, uh, in the, on social media during this match, they promoted that in the series of these two competing in WWE, 
Charlotte has a four to three advantage. And they fixed that in this match by having Becky be here by submission clean. 50-50 booking, y'all! I mean, I feel like if they didn't have so many damn heels in the women's division on SmackDown already, this could be a great setup for Charlotte to turn heel. But they kind of need her to be a babyface, despite her being a better heel, so... I guess... Oh, you mean the Sasha Banks. I don't want to talk about Sasha Banks. No one does. True. But yeah, uh, the finish was cool. Like, we had uh, Charlotte go for her moonsault, except that Becky <coughs> caught her with the knees, and then uh, in a, a little bit later, Charlotte tried to put Becky into figure four, and she turned into the disarmor and made her tap out. There was also a cool spot during the match where they both grabbed each other's foot in, in mid-kick, and together, like, had each of both of them set the foot down slowly because they're friends, which is totally a spot that they stole from the best of the junior heavyweights in New Japan this week. All right then. So that was a fun little Easter egg. Yeah, it was a good match. These two are good wrestlers, and they put on a serviceable match that didn't lead to anything. Speaking of, what are you talking about, Owen? It built momentum. I guess. It's the most important commodity in WWE. You want to know about it? Even I'm though... A... Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to have momentum at all times. Or maybe no one has momentum at any time. I mean, if everybody has momentum, I think it kind of makes sense that nobody actually has momentum. It's true. Uh, speaking of momentum killers, uh, do you want to hear about Big Cass? No? Never... Not gonna talk about the big cast segment. Only things okay. I what what happened in the big cast segment? All I'm gonna point out from this because the the content of the interview doesn't mean shit. It was terrible. Okay, it was an interview. Don't care. The only things that were important were he was being interviewed by Renee on stage. They set it up like the old Gene Okerlund interviews. You know, with them standing with their backs to the crowd and just being interviewed. And they kept... So, like, the the Nitro interviews? But yeah, like the old Gene Okerlund. No, like the old, like, old Raw. Like, you know when they do, like, classic Raw, they had the platform on the stage and they had the interviews? Oh, yeah. It was like that. Which was, it was cool, unique. Except for the part where it was big cast, so no one gives a shit. And, nope. And, uh... What was the weirdest part was the camera was so fucking low. They shot they like make like, big cast. They're they're doing the Citizen Kane thing, man. They're making big cast seem larger than life. They absolutely were like to to a degree where I thought they were doing an upskirt shot of them, and it was very wow. upsetting. Like seriously, the angle was so goddamn low. It was terrible. So, in other words, it was befitting of Big Cass. Yes. That's why I'm not going to talk about the contents of of it. If you want an actual, like, build to that stupid match at Money in the Bank, go on WWE's YouTube. They have a backstage interview with Danny Bryan where he actually, like, cuts a good promo. Good wrestler does a good, good thing is not allowed on television. 
Yeah, not this week at least. Because we need to make time for this interview segment where we had Sin Cara backstage with Dasha. What? Sin Cara. Because last week he had that interaction with the Andrade where he said, Hey, he's my old friend from the back in the day. It's good to see you on the main roster. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And Zelina's like, don't talk to my client ever again, you son of a bitch. And Dasha was interviewing him like, what the fuck happened last week? And he went, we were friends from like when we were like 14. You know, we grew up together. I don't understand. Like, How what? would he know, man? You're wearing a mask. It, it, it gets good. So he's like, talks about like, yeah, I, you know, everything's going fine. Then all of a sudden something, something happened. And Zelina shows up and says, excuse me, I'm not a something. Fuck you. Uh, because of you, Andrade was hiding behind a mask all this time, you know, and being mediocre. But now that he, he's working with me, he he's no longer hiding. He's actually succeeding more than you ever did. And fuck you. So they actually, you know, referenced the, the El Sombra stuff is uh, canon. Isn't that cool? That is cool. And then he's all... And... The, and Sikara's like... What are you talking about? Like, for friends, you wouldn't say that. And she's like, well... If you guys are such good friends, why did he go to Paige and get a match against you next week? And out of nowhere, Andrade attacks him from behind and lays him out. Oh no! So, Andrade gets a feud! I'm happy. And then we got the congratulations main- on your continued employment, Sinkara. I-, I like Sinkara. I like this version of Sinkara, at least. Uh, main event was the New Day against the Miz, Rusev, and Samoa Joe. What if I told you this was a fun house show style match where everyone's doing cool shit? I mean, if it's a house show style match, then it sounds like. There's not actually that much cool shit because nobody's t- going super hard. I mean, they're doing dives and stuff. It's fun. It that's the point. Is it's fun and they're just going out there and pulling out all the stops, and having a good time. Okay. There was a cool spot where uh, to quote Randy Orton, dive. Well, Biggie did do a dive and it was upsetting, but. There was a a, a a moment where Biggie and the Miz were in the ring, and Kofi Kingston was on the opposite of the camera on on the uh, ring apron, jumps up on the ropes, and uh, disappears. He, he, what? He, he was he was you know, gonna do like a springboard off of the ropes into the ring, but he didn't, he didn't go into the ring. Instead, he made it look like, uh, on TV, it looked like he was going to dive forward, and he actually went backwards and dove onto Rusev and Joe. And it was a uh-huh. super cool, like, optical illusion. Like, even the commentary was like, what the fuck? How did he do that? There's a gif of it at ProWrestling.Cool on my about last night. It actually looks... He might be a wizard. Kobe Kingston is a wizard. Come on, it's Money in the Bank season. 
So, uh, when it looks like the heels are going to win and are just beating the shit out of everyone, the Miz calls Joe and Rusev into the ring to hold Big E, while the Miz goes out and grabs the, uh, the platter of pancakes to throw into his face because he's getting revenge from earlier in the night. He gets distracted by uh, Xavier and uh, Kofi you know, trying to stop him. But he gets away from that, and when he throws the pancakes, oh no, he hits his opponents instead, or hits his partners oh, instead. No. Hits his partners, and they're like, "What the fuck? You, you're dead now!" And they kill him, and they leave. Next contract. Oh no, what did you do? And then the, the the new day one, and we still don't know which one of the members will be in the match. It was good. It was fun. It was a good way to end SmackDown. SmackDown was a good show. I just wish Money in the Bank was this Sunday and not next Sunday. I'm running out of steam on this build. But it's going to be so much fun. Uh, Sure. But John, tonight, as of the live broadcast, we had an episode of NXT. Because not only is Money in the Bank uh, a week from Sunday... So is and well a week from Saturday is NXT Takeover Chicago. Sure is. So why don't you tell me about this episode of NXT? It's a good show where good things happen. A little, a little more, a little more energy, John. Come on. Shayna Baszler has her belt back, and I hate it. What? But Nikki Cross stole it last week. They did not explain how Shayna Baszler got her belt back. I'm going to guess the Nikki Cross just left it in an in alleyway because she's insane. They didn't explain it. I was so mad. I, I, I don't know, John. I can't, I can't help you. It looked like from this segment that she actually doesn't give a shit about you know, having the belt until she wins it. She kind of just dropped it at one point. Yeah. But tell me about this segment. Shayna Baszler talk, comes out and talks a whole bunch of shit, and Shayna Baszler's really good. I, I, she's a great fucking heel. Yeah, she's gotten much was, better on the mic. I was positing, by the way, on a uh, a place where I discuss wrestling on the internet. Uh, What's that? Someone created a poll where asking who people thought their favorite, uh, the best NXT champion out of like all of the championships, be it uh, women's women's men's or tag was. Uh-huh. And I posited that it is in fact Kevin Owens because he is one of the best fucking most realized characters and like strongest heels they've had uh-huh. since Shayna Baszler and he who will not be named because fuck him. And I think it was very fitting that she began the show and he ended it. Yeah. The two best heels in the Show build up to the pay per view. Makes sense. Two best heels in the company. Hmm? Well, Point is shaded to what? Well, I don't know. You got uh, Constable Corbin. Baron Corbin sucks. Don't even go there, Owen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not funny. It's kind. It's kind of funny. It's. Constable, it's really not. Shayna Baszler's Corbin. cool shit. Nikki Cross came out and was screaming at her to fucking hit her and just kept yelling, do it. 
and the crowd yelled, do it, and it was real fucking cool. Yes. Also, I, I, I know who the, the number one heel in the company is. Who's that? It's the Raw Riders. Yes, it is Vince McMahon. You're right. Yep. I, yep. Carry on. Speaking of heels, TM61 had a squash match. No, against wait, some wait, 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 how did the Shayna segment end? Oh, sorry, right. Uh, they started fighting, and, and Nikki Cross beat the shit out of her. Nice. And, I mean, you know, Shanna got some hits in, but, like, Nikki actually fucking drew blood. You also forgot the part where she made uh, Shanna flinch and drop the belt. It's true, this did happen, and she laughed, and I laughed, too. And the crowd laughed as well. It's good. She, you know, she drew blood and also has Shayna scared. That's cool. I like I like Shayna. She's great. I, I, I like hate Shayna, but I, I like, like her a I lot. I like Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is cool and I want her to win, but she won't. TM61, though! Oh, the, the mighty? No, don't deal? They fought some jobbers, and it's funny you bring that up because they cut a promo after they won the match against the jobbers that who cares about. Uh, not much to say about the match other than, yo, that that lariat to the back of that dude's head? I was like, it fucking sucked, man. What what happened? I mean, you, you watched NXT, uh, you know. I'm, John, I'm, exp- I'm, I'm asking you to explain to the crowd. I, I feel like I explained it. Like, Nick- like what... Exactly, like, did he they do a flip? Like, did it just, like, they look stiff and they didn't see it coming? Yeah, literally, it was just, I'm a throw, I'm a hold you here, and fucking Nick Miller, whatever his name is, is gonna fucking larry you in the back of the fucking head. Like, for realsies. Yeah. Fuck. Also, you saw that shit. Tell me that shit did not look painful. Also, and John, yeah, no, I know it was just good camera angles, but still. Also, John, fun fact: when it comes to NXT before the show, I'm mostly listening to it because I'm setting up stuff for the show. You are a fuck, and I hope you die. I I also hope this. Me too. Oh. We should all die together. The, oh, the cops are gonna come arrest you, though, so it's fine. Hell no, they're not, because we're, we're going out, like, here, just drink this punch. We're all going to drink this punch and watch Haley's Comet. It's going to be great, I promise. Sounds good, but first we should wrap up NXT. So, they cut that promo, and yeah, I think they're just straight up the mighty now. They, they aren't TM61? I think the way that they cut that promo and the way that it ended, it sounded like... They're, they have changed their name to The Mighty. That's good. It's much better. And I, they were introduced to TM61, definitely. But I will say, I noticed, like, you know, they have, like, the little, uh, the, the long board things on the, uh, on the side of the, of the, of the NXT arena, uh-huh. where they have the, the little LED displays. Mm-hmm. Those said The Mighty on them. Nice, and there's there. This when, was their during their introduction, where they were still introduced to TM six one. I looked at, it, I was like, "Huh, that's weird." They're acknowledging that it, TM is the mighty. I think they're just the mighty now. That's good. That's that's real good. I, I bet uh, bet Donald Trump loves them. And they said that 
And they said that everybody is going to kneel before the mighty. But this except during the national anthem. No, always during the national anthem. Oh shit! They are the only- because the wait is because that- they're Australians and they hate America. Wait, is, does that make them baby faces? I'm confused. No, because this is still WWE, so they're the evil foreigners that Donald Trump is talking about. Oh, but but they like no. they're the immigrants that hate our values. Don't you understand? But the, the all right, then the other thing's confused me. Just go on. Speaking of confusing. They showed a video of Lars in the performance center. He's cool. Just like in like one of the practice rings, just like fucking with a bunch of dudes. Yeah, Lars is cool. I don't know how I feel about this video. Why? Because there's a part of me that feels like there's a little bit maybe too much of an acknowledgement that this shit is not real in it. And being like, let's look at this performance center. Let's look at these guys basically... Practicing taking a move and then rolling out of a ring. Oh, I thought they, oh, they didn't set up that this large was going in there and just wrecking people. No, I mean I, it felt like they tried to do that, but it still just looked like. I mean the way they're saying it was like it was an exhibition. I I don't know. It, I I feel like they just know the NXT crowd is smart enough to understand what's happening. I know, but I don't know. I feel like they could have done it better, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Fair. I don't know. Uh, the things they did well, though, um, Roderick Strong and Danny Burch had their match. Nice, and? and? I wouldn't say it was a bar inverter, but it was fun. Good. Sir. They had some exciting spots. They did some cool things. I... I'm gonna be honest. I don't like that Danny Birch lost his theme. What? What, what did he come out to? Oni oh, Larkins. I guess that's their team theme now. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it is. I like Danny Birch's theme more, but, but whatever. But maybe because they have a joint theme now, maybe they'll win the belts. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, Owen, because. They were having their match, and it was going fine and everything, but then, oh no, the System Shock men came out, and were like, we're cool, we're gonna fuck with you and Danny Burch and make sure that our friend wins the match, but then, oh no, it's Oni Larkin and Pete Dunne! Wait, System Shock, did the Big Daddy show up? It's a different company, different quality of product, sir. Alright, I stand corrected. Shodan was there, though. Oh. She was like, I'm an evil computer lady. Wait, Solomon Crow's cover the, back? And that's the extent of my knowledge of System Shock. I, I don't know anything about System Shock. I just wanted to make a Bioshock joke. There's an evil computer lady named Shodan. That's all I know. Alright, and fair. system And you know the whole would you kindly thing in uh, Bioshock? Right. Yeah. System Shock 2 did it first. Except, instead of being revealed that it's and the reveal is that it's Shodan. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been tricking you. If you don't know, System Shock and Bioshock are, you know, sequel and prequel. Sort of. Close enough. Kind of. I don't know. I guess. Point is... Fucking... Everybody was fighting on the outside, but then 
fucking, you know, everything being a mess and all crazy meant that Rod Stonk was able to hit the end of heartache and win. That's good. He looks strong. And then he was all like, I'm cool. I'm great. And everything. And then Pete Dunn was all like, yeah, what if I just fucking murder you, though? That sounds like a thing that Pete Dunn would do. Yeah. And he did. Except also not really, because then the rest of Undisputed Era appeared again and oh. beat the shit out of him. And oh. Tony Larkin. And they were all like, hey, guys. Page here. Fuck your shit. System Shock 3 coming soon. Oh, no. Someone's got to Photoshop a cover of System Shock with the Undisputed Era. I already made that System Shock 3 joke in the notes a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry. It's it's fine. Go hey, on. Owen. What? Cassius Ono's going to fight EC3 next week. Are you excited? No. I saw this Asked promo. Asked and answered, I guess. I saw this promo. Who gives a shit? I give a shit. Well, good. You watch it. You tell me how it is. I will. Fine. I'm sure it'll be great. Cassius Ono is a, is a good wrestle man. It would be nice if he actually won something. No, he won't. He's not gonna win this one. He's just a jobber, dude. But it would be nice if he won something. No, he's I mean, not. He's I not. said it would be nice, not that he will. It's not nice. Fuck you! I like him! He's good at his job, you dick! He's fat! Fuck you, you're not Scott Steiner. We're having him in a couple weeks. Spoilers. <laughs> Go on, John. They had a promo between Velveteen Dream and, and Ricochet to set up their match. It was really good. I have a clip. Oh, shit. I have the best line from this promo. I heard this is very good. Velveteen, what's the worst struggle he's had being eliminated from a reality TV show? The dream has no memory of that. <laughs> it's it's really good. So good. Lacey Evans and Kyrie Sane had their rubber match. Yo, when did Kyrie get this new outfit? It's pretty good, isn't it? She's like, she's like a uh, rocker, like punk I like girl it. from Tokyo. I like it. It's cool. She looks like she should be in Tokyo Drift, but also a pirate. Yeah, pirate drifter. Let's go. Did you notice Lacey Evans's cool thing that she had? That was pretty fun. Watch my shift. What? She took off her gloves and she was saying, you know, she's got a woman's right with Lacey, with Kyrie's name on it. And she took off her gloves and she literally had Kyrie's name written on her hand. That's, that's, that's not bad. Just, that's pretty fucking good. Also, John. This is good. This is a very good match. Also, John, I, I have the episode title. Lacey Evans got some good heel shit. I don't know. What is it, Owen? Watch my ship drift. Fuck you. Kyrie won with her insane elbow. It's it's still really fucking good. 
Yeah, it is. Especially when she like hits it like properly like she did in this match. And then the ending of NXT. Why, why do we have to talk about this? Because I fucking hate him. I don't want to talk about this guy. Don't don't even say his name. Don't even say his name. That motherfucker is so good, though. Also, can we say fuck this crowd? Yeah. Don't. But so did he when they tried to be all like, oh, no, we like you because you're really good at being heel. He was just like, oh, fuck you and your goddamn psycho killer shit. Get out of here, you fucks. Exactly. That's how that's, that's my reaction too. like. He's the best heel. Don't cheer for him, you idiots. I I just hear all the shit he does, and I'm just like, why would you want to cheer for him? I don't want to cheer for him. He fucking threw Johnny into his wife. He's a piece of shit. He, and in the best way, it's like, he's, oh, even though he's the biggest piece of shit, there's always a kernel of truth there. Like, him talking shit about how Johnny fucking interrupted that match, that EC3 match last week, to, you know, make everything about him with the contract signing. Like, yeah, he's not wrong, honestly. That's the, that's the sign of the best villain is they you know, actually have good reasons and logic. Yeah, and like, you know, again, his whole thing about how the crowd turned on him before he turned on them. Like, it's true. It's not true. What are you talking about? Totally I do true. get where he's coming from. They chanted Johnny Wrestling. They love Johnny Wrestling. They don't give a shit about Psycho Killer. But you're, I mean, they did. You were in Brooklyn. The Johnny Wrestling chants were huge. The, the Psycho Killer chants were very minimal. I chanted for Psycho Killer. Well, he says, fuck you! Well, didn't enough. True. He's really good at his shit. Yeah, he says, fuck you. He's, he called, he said about Johnny, dad, Johnny Gargano, he was like, oh, now he wants to be Johnny Badass, and now everybody is going to call Johnny Wrestling Johnny Badass for the rest of his fucking life. It's pretty, it's pretty good, but also I like Johnny it's Wrestling. so good. I like Johnny Wrestling, though. Johnny Wrestling's great. Johnny Badass was pretty fucking awesome. Excuse me, Badass. Especially when he came out and was a fucking badass. Excuse me, Badass is his middle name? Mr. Johnny B.A. Wrestling? Thank you. I, I like the ending where they had a big fight and then the referees got involved and kept trying to stop them and then Tommaso... Excuse oh, me? said his name. God damn it. No! You, that motherfucker. Say it. was all like, I'm gonna fucking hit this crossface on you, because fuck you. And then I'm gonna hang out and wave bye-bye, and they're showing the little copyright 2018 WWE thing in the corner. Oh, fuck, here's Johnny Wrestling! <laughs> yep. It's it's the best, because NXT understands that. They, they know how to fuck with you with the signature at the bottom. So good. so good. It's so good. That was NXT. It was great. 
Of course it was. As as the only wrestling I watched this week, I like wrestling. Good news. Wrestling is back. It's just not on Mondays. Arguably not on Tuesdays either. Shut your mouth. I enjoy it. John, tell me about uh, the, the podcast because we're done here. This has been Heel Turner Production of Pro Wrestling. Cool. It's not just cool. It's not cool. It's a website where website things happen, apparently. It's true. What else? That's all I got. No. Where's the social media? It's places. You can find it on the internet. Well, like Facebook? Search ProWrestling.cool on Facebook, you'll find it, because it's not like, I mean, I guess you could type in Facebook.com slash PWDOTC, but I mean, come on, you look at Facebook on your phone, like a normal person. Twitter's at PWDOTC and at the heel turn. I mean, it's mostly at the heel turn, though. No, all our new stuff goes up on the other one. This podcast updates and our commentary when we tweet about the shows happen there. Uh, we have a Patreon, John. Patreon. Well, if things are happening on the Pro Cool Twitter, then you should probably give me access to it. No, it's just post news there. I said, like no, I said, I, nothing's happening. No, I said the things are happening on the heel turn. <laughs> we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/pwc. You can help fund us in our journey to make wrestling cool again. That's that's a bad slogan. I shouldn't do that. It's a losing effort. It's, it's not going well. But with your funds, we can maybe, you know, exist. That's always fun. Or not. That's fun fine fa- too. Fun fact, John. I'm springing this on you right now. Next week we're having a bonus episode for our Patreon subscribers. I was wondering when we were going to finally do a fucking fantasy booking again. Do you want to know when? When we had someone at the tier that could actually listen to them. Which we do. I mean, it didn't stop us before. It's true. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to do a fantasy booking episode for Money in the Bank. That'll go up probably next weekend. So make sure you check that out. At, if you subscribe to our Patreon at at least the nine ninety nine tier, you get that episode. It's it's. Right, we'll it's, have to start planning for that thing. It's no, we don't plan, John. It's improv. I mean, I plan some things for it. I don't. That's not. That's not, that's part of the fun is not having anything planned, John. Come on. I mean, planning like you know you have to have a pace for the episode and like a flow of the episode. Come Whatever, on. we'll figure that we're out. We're still off. fucking. We're still fucking professionals here. No, we're not. We we don't put the professional in professional wrestling. We put the cool in it. We put the cool in Kool-Aid? No. Alright, fine. Find me on Twitter at IamJohnGM, and also other places on the internet. I'm at those. Maybe I'll start posting on Instagram again. You should. I, I've been using Instagram stories. They're, it's cool. I'm, I'm on Twitter at the underscore ozone. I post there, I guess. It's a trap. Don't do it. Fair. All right, John, we're out of here. We'll be back next week with another episode of Heel Turn, which will include our predictions for Money in the Bank. And for our Patreon subscribers, we'll have an episode of Fancy Booking. It's going to be dumb. 
It's a- Owen, I got a preview for you. I got a prediction. What? I'm gonna hate Money in the Bank. What? I- I'm gonna like Money in the Bank, I bet. Except for the part where it's like a million hours long. It's four hours, John. I hope you're excited for the match we've all been waiting for, Owen. Which is... Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Nope, fuck you. Forgot that was happening. We'll be back next week, so until then... Bobby Lashley. Nope. He's my favorite babyface ever. Nope, nope. We're out of here. Bye. Y'all come back now, you hear. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.